Hey, hey, uh, here we are on the podcast. Want to say what's up to Motovelli, have him on the show today. Really excited to kind of dig into what he has been doing, um, you know, for a while now, physically with the zines he's making, the stickers, um, uh, content creating, uh, you know, you name it, just kind of uh, so much going on and how he's moved into Web3 and uh, NFTs. So with that being said, Motivelli, what's good? How are you? Stash, how are you? Thanks for having me. This is cool. Oh, man, so excited. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start with it, so I'm going to need you to lead me a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Number one, I, I'm sure, like most things in uh, NFTs and Web3, I saw your profile on Twitter, and I was like, oh, yeah, let me let me see what's going on here. And I think, too, you know, we kind of were in the same area geographically and uh, you know, I, I just dug your work, man. And, uh, Thank you. you know, that's always just kind of like a good place to start. Um, and yeah, so I guess let's, I mean, I guess we could say, let's start at the beginning, but you know, you've been doing physical works for a while, making zines and yep. stickers and, uh, that sort of thing. Let's start there. And then kind of, you know, how did that influence you and, and kind of move you into web three and like, why did you think, you know, making NFTs, uh, would be a good idea? Well, let's just say that I don't think NFTs making NFTs is a good idea right now. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, <laughs> well, no, cool. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to figure it out just like everybody else. Um, but uh, you know, I so I'm a, a formally trained designer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think of myself as an artist, although I am an artist. Like I'm constantly making stuff. I'm constantly experimenting with things. Like every medium, I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, the physical part of the zines, and I dive into it a little bit, but so what I like about making these zines and doing any kind of physical design is that, or tangible design, is that it literally is tangible. It's like, it feels almost artisanal, even though it's not, right? Like this is like, this was huge for so long, and then the internet came on. And what, I, what I've experienced in the last 20-something years, just being online, making things online, working for different companies, is that nobody buys shit online. Like, let's just start with really? that. Nobody buys digital work, right? Mm-hmm. Digital work is almost impossible to sell. So having this physical component, like to get, put something in people's hands, right? People, people technically, typically buy that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had this like really strange, interesting evolution with content. And it started, I guess, back with, um, with Motivelli. It started in like 2017, 2018. So I had been making a lot of motorcycle content, um, experimenting a lot with animated stickers, with Instagram filters, things like this. But I realized like, here I am just putting all this stuff online. Like, what am I like? I'm just giving it away. I'm like, here, here's something I did and it's online. And people are like, cool, throw out a couple likes or whatever. (laughs) And I realized, well, this isn't going to be a sustainable thing. (laughs) Like if I'm a creator, if I'm a maker, if I, you know, unless I'm like, uh, you know, a very, very popular YouTuber and I can actually make a living off of streams. There is uh-huh. no money involved in making content online. Now, this is like I'm going in 2017, 2018-ish. So I said, okay, let me let me take all my passions. I had this irrational idea to take all my passions, mash them all together, and see what happens. Full experiment. Sick. So I started a magazine called Motivelli Motorcycle Magazine. And I did three issues of it before I did the before I 
I'll tell you what, how it evolved, but they were a hundred pages each. Wow. They were ad free. They were bootstrapped and they featured all of the shenanigans and the crazy experiments that I do in the zine, Mm -hmm. but not as much. Like it was more like, it was kind of like Thrasher meets Mad Magazine meets National Geographic. And it was essentially a way to get to know other people that rode in New York, specifically in Brooklyn, um, and go actually go out on rides with them, come in cold, go out on rides with them, go wherever they like to go and just talk about shit and take pics. And that's what we did. And that was, that's what the whole issue was. Um, and I'll just, I'll just leave it at there. Cause I could ramble on this a lot with all my chock full of nuts I had. Yeah, dude. So you've been building community since day one, basically is what you're telling us. <laughs> yeah. But the whole community thing, like when I think about it online, mm-hmm. online community to me is like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I buy it yet. Like uh-huh. I get it. People are in discords, people are on Twitter, people are hanging out. But I think real community, like for me is that IRL tangible in real life. Like the motorcycle community in New York City, not just me, but there are so many people involved with it that they, they all just meet up and they they ride because they love to ride, you know? So I just happen right. to be fortunate that I could be a part of that and put my own little niche spin on the whole thing. But do you think like um because I have to agree, like, I, so, you know, I'm in a few discords, obviously, and, you know, groups here and there. And do the, the IRL meetups that I've gotten out of being in the digital, uh, you know, uh, chat, uh, group chats or whatever is huge. Yeah. Right. Like, but it does end up being like, uh, like, the, not that the IRL is more important, but like, yeah, I made those connections digitally and then I've taken it to like real life and it's like, it's just, dude, just, uh, not just like blown my mind, but it's like made it so much more concrete or real or, and I mean, do you think like, you know, obviously, man, it's like from like back in the day with like, um, not chat boards, but whatever the hell they were called, you know, where people would like go and oh, yeah. post things and is that what it's called? Chat board? Yeah. Message boards, message boards, boards yeah. BBS. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've kind of been doing this like digital group thing for a long time. And I think like. We have, I, I, I mean, it's a good perspective to think about you know, the chat rooms or the discords being a springboard to the, Mm. to the community, to the IRL stuff. And I think, I think that's where my head is. It's not that a community doesn't exist, but I think to say that, Oh, everything online is the community. I'm like, eh, yeah, I guess so. Like, am I really involved or am I just making a bunch of noise? And I think for Twitter, it's a bunch of noise. It's a bunch of signaling, you know, Mm. I don't find, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but I don't find Twitter for me to have ever been this thing where I'm actually doing it right. Like I like spaces. I like to talk on spaces. I like to, to meet like how you and I are having this chat right now, but in terms of like getting the engagement, getting the connections and then popping it off into IRL, I just don't see it happening for me personally on Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's probably because I haven't, given it the, the, the amount of love that it deserves, but also it's kind of beat. Like, I don't like it. I I'm there because I want to show up. I want to see if, what am I missing? Like every day I get in there and I'm like, what am I missing? Show me, tell me, tell me the way Twitter, you know, and you know, yeah. do your best to contribute, but I'm finding, you know, community for me happens a lot on Instagram stories. I think that's like the new Snapchat, at least from, from my community. And mm-hmm. TikTok. TikTok has like just been so much fun for me. 
Yeah. I, yeah, man. And again, like I've been following, your, you know, your content across these, uh, you know, various platforms and stuff. And I think number, well, two things, right? Riding motorcycles is a physical thing, right? Yeah. It's like a real life in-person thing. So those meetups are like going to happen that way 100%. Yep. And then I think also too, it's like Twitter isn't, I don't want to go on a Twitter bashing thing, but it's not the most um, visually pleasing or like the best like way to, 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 to uh, you know, present your content if right. you're like in the visual medium, which is kind of hilarious that all these like NFT projects are all on Twitter, right? I mean, when, th this is what blows my mind. I mean, you just, you just nailed it right there. Like all this visual stuff. And here we are living in a text world and the visual stuff just gets buried. Like, I don't know about you, but if I see like too much big visual stuff, I'm like mm -hmm. swipe and I just keep on yeah. going and, I'm, and I ignore it. And it feels like spam. And that's just not the way that visual work should ever be presented. Um, and I could rant about that one as well so I'll, oh man I, I, dude I'll i don't pause. know no something in the way you said that just like made me cringe and i was like because i think about it all the time you know you go on twitter and i get stuff uh, you know i read threads or i read articles and you know i do i get some information there and i agree man there's so much noise, so much noise. um but a lot of the 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 visual stuff i'm like oh i kind of recoil because i'm like again 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 yeah it just i don't yeah i don't know it's kind of like jarring in, in a weird way and it just makes me think wow am i presenting my work in a way that is not only beneficial but like you know it's just like the the most aesthetically pleasing way and the answer yeah. right now is mm, i don't know so this is really one of the driving forces for doing a lot of the physical print stuff that i've been doing um by the way i've been working in user experience, product design, um, UI for, for 20 years. So like, damn, it's like when I get away from it, it's kind of like, this is a terrible analogy and it'll date me, but, um, Star Trek, I, I like Star Trek. It's pretty cool. Um, what's that? <laughs> it's like, exactly. But they spend so much time in space that when they get to hang out around a fire and, you know, play, analog instruments, they just romanticize the shit out of it, you know? Mm. And that's the way I feel about doing print, right? You just romanticize yeah. the shit out of it, but there's no constraints. The constraints are just the size of the thing that you're making. So you can, you could basically go in and you could do anything you want, right? In digital, there's so many, there's just design systems, there's um, technology, there's plugins, there's downloads, there's just so many barriers to getting something out. And I wrote this a couple of years ago and I put it on my refrigerator. I said, what is the simplest thing that I could put out that mixes everything that I love? And I came, came down to the, to this, to doing like the zines. So the, mm -hmm. ma the magazine basically evolved after COVID. Um, you know, everyone's got their COVID story, but I was like, okay, I can't, I can't physically continue this at this point for two years. I have to like pivot a little bit. So the zine became a pivot from the actual magazine, but it pushes me every month to put out content like it forces me because i have subscribers that actually pay for it and it goes in the mailbox and they get it in their mailbox and again i'm i'm saying something that's so common but but it feels so refreshing in the year 2023 yeah i have to agree with that and i think the more 
you know, I, I think as we progress now, and obviously with the blockchain and all that, that like getting back to your earlier point or an earlier point, like, you know, selling things on the internet, like digital, like uh, art or whatever, like up until let's say recently, you know, just like, wasn't a thing. Like, why would I do that? Right. right. Like right click, save as, but like, I do believe that the more, and I, like, I, you know, I've been a photographer working in, uh, photography and fashion photography for like 15 years and dude the more things go go digitally and on this little screen you know um the more i think people really long for something that's tactile now listen magazines and that sort of thing like vogue and what have you obviously the subscriptions have dwindled and you know they are it's a very like kind of archaic you know um way of going about things and it's embedded dude yep they are not looking to change right fine but I think the physical product or any kind of tangible like thing that I can touch that's tactile, I yep. think people are going to want that more and more and more as we become, you know, ever increasingly uh, digital. That, that's exactly the way that I feel about it. Um, I I think it has to do with so I, I'm I was born in '77. I consider myself a zennial, like right on the edge, later Gen mm-hmm. X, early millennial. Mm-hmm. There's this like micro generation. And I find it fascinating um, because when I when I speak to other people um, that grew up in the same era, it's like we had a um, an analog childhood and a digital adolescence. So mm-hmm. there's a tactile component to uh, how we how we experience the world. Um, and motorcycles like are all tactile. It's all everything is. I mean, you are first of all. It's dangerous. Uh, your awareness is super heightened. Uh, you are feeling everything. You're you're shifting. You're you, you know you're controlling the machine in a way that requires you to to concentrate. And you know you do it for for long enough, it just becomes second nature. But everything in the world is such a push button world, right? You can do anything when you mm-hmm. just push a little button and something happens. A combustion motorcycle doesn't behave that way. So it requires just like this, this feeling you have to really feel it. Like, like surfing is like what they, they say, like, well, once you learn how to like pop up on a board, you have to, you know, paddle and all that other stuff. And that's great. Those are the mechanics, but you have to feel it. Um, mm-hmm. So tactile stuff in, in motorcycles, tactile stuff in um, old cameras or even, um, you know, newer cameras, it's almost like you're not, you're not just like using them, you're operating them, you know? Um, yeah. it's just a different mindset. It's a different headspace when you experience something. So for all of its great things, that the blockchain has to offer, cause I do believe it has a lot of great things to offer consuming art or, or, you know, it's all about meeting people where they are. I always like that, that saying, um, and for me, it's gotta be a, a, like a, it's gotta be both. It has to be physical and it has to be digital. It has to, it literally can't be one. It has to be both. That's pretty brilliant, man. I think, you, you know, sometimes people say things and you're like, oh, yeah, like, obviously. But uh, until it's like put into words in front of you, it, it makes the most sense. And I think that that's really where we we are right now. You know, I think that's why, you know, um, I know Tyler Hobbs is doing physical prints. Um, I don't know if you know Harvey Rayner. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to, um, he's a, a generative artist. I went to, um, uh, 
like a meetup slash uh, minting thing that Bright Moments did for him, you know, and there were physical prints there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think if we want to reach the the biggest, not just like audience, but like, you know, yeah, meet people where they are. And I think we're in a place right now, and I actually do hope that we always stay with some sort of physical, um, you know, aspect to, to what it is we do. I, I don't want to lose, because we've already lost touch with that so much, dude. I, oh, yeah. I'm like, I was born in 76, so, oh, yeah. you know. We're in the same, bro, we're in the same it, spot. <laughs> Yeah, and like when I uh, when I grew up, and you know, I'm I'm the old guy in the room saying this, like we always do. I had an album in front of me, and I looked at every single aspect of that, front to back, yeah. over and over, and I every detail. Like I would look at like the clothes people were wearing, like how did they tie their shoes? Right. Uh, what's the cuff of the pants? Like I, I was just you know, let alone the music or who was producing it, and like. Blah 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 blah. Th- that blah, that gives know? me a buzz, Stash, because I, Dude, I, I yeah, I there there was the way that you would I don't even want to call it consuming content, but the way that you would approach things that you would in your life that you would encounter was at a different pace. So yes. you 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 allowed yourself to explore it and to feel it at a different pace because that was just the pace of life. It's not it's yeah. not like it was slower or better or worse. It was just different. So, you know, now like today, like you sent me that you sent me a, um, a text on Twitter DM that was like, Hey, I'm emailing you the link. So I was on Twitter space. I had to get off of that. I had to go and tap that link. I had to download the app. I had to, so there's just so much tapping and buttons and like, you know, you don't have the time to just take a breath on online. And that's why there's all these like, you know, people are talking about like mental health online and yeah, I get it. There's like mental health in the world and everything too. And I'm a big advocate for it, but people can't put their phones down. They can't, they can't. Um, and I'm guilty of it. We can't switch quickly. Right. Um, but if I send you something in the mail and you get it and you open it up and get a paper cut, maybe you'll have an emotional reaction or, you know, and then, and then you'll be flipping it and you're like, all right, I guess I start from page one and then I guess I move over to page two. Oh shit. Look, something just fell out of it. What is it? Oh, it's another sticker. Like that's kind of fun, you know? Yeah. You're, you're having an experience, like a real life experience. I think, um, I don't know. I just think, yeah, I don't, I don't want us to lose that. I think it's so, so important and yeah, you're right. It's like not better. It's not worse, not faster, not slower per se, but you know, I think I, I remember too that like I would listen to something and I still do. And like the first time I'll hear something like jazz took me a long time. Classical music took me a long time. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to it and I'd be like, I don't give a shit about this. Like, I don't care. And I sit with it mm-hmm. and I sit with it. And like back in the day, you'd get an album, right? And you'd sit with that album. And then eventually songs would pop out right. and you'd be like, yo, right. This is the one. And this is it. the album was you know not all of them but for the most part front to back like you could go the whole time it wasn't here's a single here's one one thing yeah. that we've done like here go go from the beginning flip it over and go and then you 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 feel it you know kind of like you yeah. would with like an epic movie or whatever yeah it's 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 terrible because i'm i'm so guilty of it i just like man i i just all of a sudden, I'm like, how many screens? What screen am I looking at? What am I doing? How am I touching yeah. this? What's happening here? Oh, my God. Well, and from a photographer, it, it, too, bananas. like you, you know, I mean, you must take millions of shots like in one, in one, uh, I guess in one shoot is the word. And, you know, you're editing, you're looking at it on the screen like, 
like that's all cool too. Like, so I love photography. It's one of my, one of my hobbies. I collect film cameras. I used to like try to refurbish them and like unload them, but I, I just collect them now and I shoot them when I can, especially when I have the film. Um, but I learned how to do darkroom. I learned how to do, Mm -hmm. you know, everything from developing the negative to projecting it onto the paper to, to then, then to develop it with the fixer and the developer and, you know, hang it dry. And, and that there's a process that is, that is so pleasing. And Mm. I, I put out this, I don't know, maybe I tweeted about it and nobody replied, of course, but I was like, (laughs) I was like, uh, you know, the process of design or the process of like making a photo that way is so satisfying to people that make things right. That are constantly Mm -hmm. like trying to make stuff. There's, there's just like, it's gratifying to go through that, that like, what is it going to be? And this is rhetorical and we can get real tangential with it, but what's it going to be when everything's AI and everyone's just like typing in prompts? Like that's not a process that I feel I can connect with. Although I feel like I should be, you know, I should know about it because I, uh, I don't want to be like this old grumpy old get off my lawn. Like I want to evolve with technology, but I also think that that process is like, kind of it's not a good one for me Mm. yeah it's really hard to say you know i've been messing around with it and you know yeah like as someone that's been a photographer for for a few years you know and 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 done it for a job right so i like that's how i make my living and i see the like ebbs and flows of the business and you know i'm really not that interested in it you know, the business of it, Mm. because I used to be like a craftsman, right? Or an artisan, like, you know, I I would make these things, I would make the images, and people seemed to care. And I would sit on set, and we would like, dude, we would just pour over magazines, you know, everyone that did everything, we were all just so dedicated to it. And it's just not the way it is. No, it's not the way, right? It's just, and and these are just the facts. And the bottom line is once the genie's out of the bottle, it's not going, it's not going back in. Right. And so, you know, yeah, I can kind of like choose to get on board. I I think the key is not losing sight of who I am and the, and the work that I do and why I did it, because it's really easy to just be like, I'm pumping out. You got to pump out content. And I'll be honest with you, man. I hate the word content. Mm. I hate that. I use Mm. it. I hate that it exists in, in, my like art form, but like, that's all it's about. Like, make sure you post three times a day, make sure you do da, 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 you know, and get people to, to love your art, but it's not scalable. Dude, it's, it's not, not, and it's not, it's it's too fast. So when I was, um, when I did my generative collection, I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta, you know, talk about it a little bit. And I, I did one little thread and then in the thread toward, towards, and, and what was the, what's the name of the generative collection for everybody? Oh, so it's, um, Motivelli Hellmates, like helmet, but your mates, your Hellmates. There you um, go. And it's 300. There's 300 of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. when I, when I did it, I remember thinking to myself, I could never imagine asking my telling my son as advice like hey dad like i want to i want to grow up like and you know do something like i can never imagine saying like oh well make sure you build your community first provide a ton of value give all your shit away for free and then maybe one day you can turn around and say hey by the way pay me like it's just Mm -hmm. not a sustainable way to look at making things in life like the way that i think about it is like 
you should get compensated for the work if the work is valued at some level, right? But but also like as a society, we have to put those mechanics in play to allow that to work well. Like so, you know, on Twitter and where we are now, we're we're twenty something years into everything online is free, right? So that's why it's a it's a race for attention. So it's like whoever is the noisiest gets the the potential to to make the the money. You know what I mean? And that's just like not the way I don't think we should be thinking about making stuff. Um, and going back to the generative art, I didn't use AI to do it. I took photos. I you know collaged it myself. I did it all digitally. So everything has been like pieced together. I feel like I've touched every pixel. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I can't tell the difference sometimes when I see photographs that have been generated in AI. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I'm like, is this? Did someone just prompt this out and spit it out? And like, if so, does that does that matter? And and I am at such odds with that because sometimes I'm like, this looks really dope. And then other times I'm like, yeah, but you prompted it out and the whole software did it all. Like it did it all. Not just some, all. Right. It's wild. I, it's, dude, and that's why I think like, I I don't know if post-photography is the coolest term. You know, I don't know if that's going to be like NFT. Everybody hates mm. that term. But I really think that that's where we are because number one, everybody has a, well, is this iPhone a camera? This is an algorithm. Right. Is the, uh, you mean, is all, the iPhone a camera? Yeah, oh. like the camera, the camera, quote unquote, yeah. like quote unquote, you know, like once once we started taking digital images, you know, I, I mean, I, I think it can be argued that we stopped photography then. Mm. Um, I, I just, yeah, I think like when you look at some AI uh, generated f- photography, yeah, I'm just like, whoa, you right. know, and, I, and I've done some where I'm really impressed by it. And I think. All right, so maybe I'm moving away from being a photographer. But do you feel like you're cheating an when you prompt it out? Okay, so that's a really hard thing because I don't, I, I, you know, you have to know how to prompt right. it, right? Yeah. There is, a, there is a cre- let me say this, there is a creative aspect to it. And I think too, some of the artists I've talked to that are AI artists, they, they are creating it in AI and then they're doing other stuff to sure. it. And, you know, I think we could say like, oh, when Photoshop came around, like people were up in arms with that, right? Like we're not, you're not airbrushing things. There's not the guy that's doing the retouching at the studio in the same way. Right, there's dodging and and burning and it's happening digitally. It's not like hiding the light. (laughs) Yeah. Even like, you know, when photography came around, people were like this, uh, you know, this isn't art. Right. You know, we're going to paint. The painters are artists. And it's also interesting too, because... People still paint. Yeah. People still sculpt. And I think this AI thing is a tool. Um, and I think it, you know, is useful. And in some ways I am more interested in it right now than I am in taking photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's just a, pro- you know, a product of like being ground to a fine point. Uh <laughs> Right. <laughs> by the business of making art, you know, and I think it is, man. I think the business of art is marketing. I don't know that you have to be a great artist, you know, and maybe it's always been that way. Andy Warhol, right? Like we can name artists that like hype. The hype is always, you know, you have to be popular to, it's true. to, to make money as an artist. I mean, that, that, that's the hard thing about, um, 
Well, there's a lot you said there, so I'll just like go with wherever my quick coffee brain is latching onto. But there, the idea that um, you have to have a big network, you have to be, you know, influential in order to make it online is a really hard thing because you it requires a lot of extrovert, you know, physical, emotional. Um, it requires a lot to put that out there, like you say, like three, four, five times a day, like make the noise. But if the if if the collective world and Web three and, and NFTs and the mechanics of NFTs move in a way where it allows the good stuff to rise and allows people to buy it easily or to access it easily, then I think we're in a different type of like the way that we would brand or market our work. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. I just think that because right now everything is so like, it's a winner takes all mindset with all of this. It's still web yeah. two. Like I know we talk about web three. It's not, it's web 2.2. It's really not mm -hmm. web three yet. Uh, and until it gets there, I think we're going to be playing this awkward stage of like promotion and, um, and you know, visibility. Um, but I don't think it's going to last. I don't think, I think it's going to die out. I just can't imagine it going on. Like if, if, if you're not burnt out or haven't burnt out from this, then it's a, it's an inevitable thing. You know, you see it a lot. Oh, People man. are like, I'm going to quit Twitter for five days and I'm going on <laughs> vacation and I'm going to turn off my phone. And it's like, really, you want a cookie for that? Like what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's true. Dude, I've burnt out gosh, uh, multiple times oh, yeah. over just in the last, however long I've been here, 18 months or, or whatever it is, you know, in this space. And it's like, I think, dude, I also like as an artist, most of the time I like either I'm working, you know, when I'm creating stuff at home or, you know, in the studio, like I kind of like, you know, I'm an introvert is what I'm trying to yep. say. Right. I mean, I have to be around a lot of people for, for my job, but like, I'm, man, I need a lot of like me time after. For sure. Like I get depleted very easily. And then Oh, I have to actually be on Twitter five hours a day too. And I have to post Instagram and make sure I TikTok and da 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 da, right. da and do this. And then I want to start a YouTube channel too. Right. And make sure that and your personal brand is alignment. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, yeah. yes, to yeah. an extent, but also, no, what are we doing to ourselves? <laughs> yeah. It's hard. I mean, dude, it's just like such a rat race. And like, God bless anybody that's like, you know, really successful at it. And I think ultimately there are also some jobs in here too, which maybe is a little web too and like gallery space-ish or agency, mm -hmm. you know, or marketing company. But I think a lot of this work is going to have to be done by, by somebody else eventually. Um, I, I just think it's too hard. It's too hard to make work and also worry about like how many Twitter followers right. I have, you know? Um, and also I think access to the work. Do you, do you know Art Gnome? No, I don't. That's like his, his Twitter handle. I'm going to mess this up and I really, I wouldn't get it right. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's just a, like a, not just like a name in, in web three and Twitter, but you know, he's a collector and a, he's a, a tech guy and he started this platform or it's maybe it's a plugin. I'm t I should have really done some research for about stuff, but basically you go on there and you have stuff. I think you connect your wallet and you have stuff that's like in your wallet and maybe it's only on like Tezos or something, mm -hmm. but it shows you things like algorithmically, I guess, you know, of like, oh, you bought, uh, you know, Motivelli's blah, blah, blah. You'll, you're going to love Stash's da, 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 mm. da, and this person and that person. And it's pretty genius, you know, because then I'm like, 
oh, I didn't have to just look at like what's on the front of OpenSea or like so-and-so was like posting about this 20 times a day or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow, who are these other artists? This is brilliant. Yeah, you're getting like a recommendation engine like you would on um, Netflix or whatever. And that's always a good, good way to discover stuff for sure. Yeah. And I hope that like, you know, dude, that Netflix thing too, like what were they saying? Like, uh, you know, if you watch five films or like, like five films, they can like basically just break down exactly who you are, what you Mm -hmm. like and where you go. I mean, it's insane. (laughs) It is. It's insane. So what do you think, what inspires you about web three NFTs? What are like the positive aspects that you take from this, want to contribute to and think what will carry us into the future? Sure. So, um, first I will say I am a, believer in web three. I, I bought into the promise of web three, um, back in, I guess like 2018 ish. So, and I did actually some work at consensus, um, which is a blockchain studio, um, with Ethereum, uh, here in Brooklyn. And I spent a lot of time about a year or so just really understanding blockchain, trying to understand what the use cases for it would be. And I bought into it. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Like, you know, you own your, you own your ID, you own your data, you, um, you can control the way that, um, your internet experience is not, has not been controlled. Uh, you know, things like logins, um, privacy, um, and then obviously with the NFT stuff. And what, what I'm excited about is the, not so much the decentralization aspect of it. I mean, I get, I, I do appreciate it. I don't think one company should be mining all of your data. Um, and so there's two ways to do things, right? You give the product away for free and, and or software away for free and you become the product and it's, it's sold with advertising, right? That's one way. And the other way is you pay for it and then there is no ads, right? So decentralization allows like, I don't know. It's kind of like a, um, what do you, what would you say? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're going to have to edit this for my, for my stuttering, um, compromise. It's a compromise to say, Hey, here's something, no central authority. Um, you still own your content, you own your data, you're, you, you know, you can control your permissions in, in a way that you, you couldn't really as much on web too. Um, and, and that's exciting, right? That, that part of it is exciting, but it's super slow, right? The idea for, Web3, in my mind, is creating this world computer that everyone gets to use. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm an ETH maxi in that, in that sense. Um, but if everybody is working on a world computer and there's, the software is, is online and, and uh, you, know, you get to live in this decentralized world, maybe you'll pay for it. And maybe we don't need the advertisements. And if we don't need the advertisements, then we don't need to pump the ads and we don't need to um, amplify the types of posts that, that exist. And this is a really a Twitter thing. Um, so I'm excited about that. The other part I'm excited about is I think NFTs are the, um, the way that we unlock access to the internet. I think everything should be token gated. I think if you have an NFT, yeah, the art cool. If you have an NFT, that means you have access to Stasha's photo or you have access to buy this from him. And you kind of, we start to have that right now, right? We have mechanics for that, 
but they're so clunky and everything is fragmented because all of these protocols are fighting for standardization. And there's so many like forks on all these protocols and there's so many businesses that are popping up with protocols and then they're going out of business a week later, you know? Um, so we're in a very awkward experimental phase of web three or getting to web three, but it reminds me of, you know, the early days of the internet. Like I started my career in the dot-com bubble and three companies that I joined right when it started all went out of business. <laughs> I was like, wait Crazy, a second. Right? I, I thought we we're making the internet here. What's going on? You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of where we are now, but we're still like riding on this like web to influencer, big popularity. That's the only way I can get my visibility and get my work out there. Yeah. The bridge is uh, long. It's a long bridge. It's a long bridge. Yeah. So then I do a zine and I'm like, I don't have to do any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes yeah. people will say like, oh, I didn't get a, um, a tracking. Um, you know, I paid for it, but I didn't get a tracking. And the one thing I always say is like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a stamp. It's literally a stamp. Like if it gets lost, let me know, but you'll get it eventually. Like I go completely old school with it. Stamp, envelope, no tracking. Unless you order like a what t-shirt. What a novel concept. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, then I, I better get tracking. Right, number. exactly. <laughs> it's so wild, man. I mean, it looked like Coinbase just announced that layer two. It's really, you know, what horse are you going to bet on right now? It's kind of the thing, isn't it? It's like, I'm, I don't um, know. I think one day what's going to happen is Apple is going to flip the switch on crypto payments and digital ID. And I think they're just going to they're going to push it closer to web three than any of the smaller protocol companies, or maybe consensus will do something like, um, you know, Coinbase, I guess if they do the L2, they're bringing everyone to Ethereum, I guess. Hmm. Um, but again, like I don't, that stuff's cool, but like that doesn't get me excited. And I, and all the yeah. spaces that I go on, people are talking about all these protocols and, Oh, you might be able to do this and you might be able to do that. I'm like, well, shit, like, I haven't really sold an NFT for 10 bucks. So cool. You got an ape, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that too, right? <laughs> I, dude, I think the Apple thing, like, uh, yeah, I might've tweeted something too that got no uh, replies, but I was like, once Apple integrates crypto and like all of your digital ID and all that stuff together, which they are setting themselves up yeah, to for do, sure. like then it's game for over sure. or then it's game on actually. Right. Right. And it's going to take someone like that. And, you know, I don't know, man. I think we're just a little ways away from it. But I definitely think, I think uh, Apple is uh, positioning themselves. They're, they're, no, they're no fools over there, you know? Oh, for sure. Amazing, man. Um, tell us where we can uh, find you on the internet. So I am on Twitter at Motivelli. That's not a great account. I mean, I'm pushing it hard because I got my NFTs going and I'm seeing how that goes. And it's it got, got my attention. <laughs> uh, I'm having a lot of fun on TikTok with uh, the, the moto vlogs. Uh, so I'm, I'm posting on that as, as whenever I go riding. I mean, that's, that's the other thing. Wherever I go and do stuff is becomes content. So uh, it's, yeah. if it's the, if it's more natural, a lot of the natural stuff comes from, from, from the riding. Um, you can get the zine at motivelli.com. It's a monthly subscription and it's pretty fun. And it comes with vinyl stickers that you can slap on your bike or helmet or laptop. And, uh, they're always new and they're always 
Sometimes they're not even about riding. Sometimes it's just about life. Dope. Dude, yeah, it's been such a pleasure. Um, I, I just love the fact, you know, that that you're you're um, you know, in, in these many worlds all at once, you know, and the platforms are just and just and doing what what seems to come natural. And even like the TikTok, like it's just like, yo, this is what I'm doing, this is authentic to who I am. It's just, you know, I'm and I'm, I'm letting you know. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Thanks. I really appreciate it. I think it. it's amazing. I've been working hard at it and sometimes it's just you just need that little you just need someone to say that. So I do appreciate that. And I yeah. appreciate you uh, having me on here. And it made me think, Hey, we should do like, we should do a space and talk about all this stuff too. Absolutely. Yeah. It would I'm be down, fun. Man. I feel um, like we have a good back and forth. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm always game. I especially, and you know, like before we got on, I was saying, you know, man, I just, I, I love talking to artists. I love like the, you know, understanding why people are doing what they're doing, you know, where they came from, what's interesting. Like, I just, you know, I'm so interested in learning. Yeah. And um, man, I just got so much out of talking with you today. Can I um, throw it back to you for a second? So if you I must, must yeah. I must, I must, I must, I must <laughs> throw it back. Because um, <clears throat> sometimes I can rant when I pace around a little bit. Like, um, okay, so you're a photographer. You're posting a lot of mm-hmm. black and white stuff. It's very cool. Like what are you mm-hmm. like? What are you getting excited about? Like, do you think NFTs are are exciting? Are your are your clients or you know your network are they into it? Or like, what are what are you, what is getting you excited to keep doing the photography thing? Is it shooting for magazines? Is it shooting for TV? Like, what is it? Um, oh man. Uh, the part that stuck out there is no one that I am on set with uh, is interested in this, <laughs> except for maybe the di- the digital tech. Um, shout out to him. Uh, you know, um, no people don't care about they this don't. at all, and they all they don't. No, they, they don't, don't care. care. My network doesn't give a and shit I, I, about I, NFTs. I I also like try to explain to them that like. Okay, you know, we work in a business. It's a, you know, in f- fashion primarily. If you don't think that like AI and tech is coming for your job, like you're just dead yeah. wrong, man. Like if you're working and, you know, you're selling clothing online, like I have news for you. They can map the right. model. They can move, you know, him or her around, put clothes on there. And I have friends too that are like digital fashion so stupid is dumb. It's never going to happen. It is happening. My guy, (laughs) it's happening right Right. now. And I try to explain to people, you curate your online existence much more than you curate your real life. And also, listen, I'm like a 46-year-old man, right? I'm like an old guy Mm -hmm. in the room. My nine-year-old nephews and my 11-year-old niece, you don't think digital fashion is going to be a thing for them? Again, you're dead wrong. You're just wrong. I, I just, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Um, and you know, I kind of alluded to it earlier photography, maybe if we get back to like the nuts and bolts and the, like, you know, in the dark room and doing those sorts of things. But I kind of, when it comes to like using it to create art, it's a tiny piece of this greater thing that I want to achieve. Um, I don't actually, we need to continue making images because if not, the AI will just, um, you know, make new images off of its own images. And I don't think that's good, you know, so we do need to make things, but sadly, you know, I was at a meetup the other night and a guy was asking me, he's like, Oh, well, do you know, do you like collect, like, I don't know if he said like, do you collect NFT photography or anything? And I kind of was like, yeah, I'm just not that interested in photography. You said that. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I just, you know, dude, I, 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 it sounds terrible, but like I, I want to push it right. forward basically is what I'm saying. And I feel like I am at a plateau with this. I feel like photography is sort of at a plateau. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out how I can like kind of uh, grow, you know, um, and not be stagnant. And I do think there's something in there with AI. I think there's something in there with like perhaps digital manipulation, um, even just old school do like zines and stuff, yep. right? Like, you know, everybody was just like Xeroxing that, that stuff and like putting it together like 30 years ago. Yep. It was like, you know, and then that like there's an aesthetic there and there's a vibe. And <laughs> so um, when I, 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 I'm interested in that in like making physical things for sure. That's interesting. Too. Can I give you a quick, quick story if we have a second? When yeah. I started it, <clears throat> when I started doing the zine, I, I had that exact mindset because I was, I remember doing this stuff at like Kinko's and stuff and Xeroxes, yeah. but I, I actually bought a massive, I mean, it was massive, like 2000s HP, like photocopier. It, it was, it was so big. It was so big. It was so heavy. And I got it from some, some, someone who like refurbished old, like, like Kinko's printers or whatever. And I couldn't even run it in my apartment because it took so much um, electricity. And I, and every time I would wow. run, the, run the prints and stuff, it would just smudge. And like, I remember like taking the whole thing apart and trying to figure out what's wrong with it. Long story short, I found out that, okay, I, I, I can't actually run it. It takes too much voltage in my apartment. Like the lights would dim, like it was just wild. And wow. uh, so then I picked up something a little bit more modern to run it out, but I still run everything monochrome. So it's just colored paper, black ink, period, end of story. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, it's like the, also, okay, with all this tech, I'm, I'm, I'm so interested in all this tech, you know, I'm, I'm basically like a five-year-old. I have no idea what anyone's talking about, um, but I'm, I'm super interested. And I think like kind of what you're saying too, even just like color paper, monochrome, you know, uh, black ink or whatever have you like right on the page, boom, yep. boom, boom, done and dusted. The simplicity of things as things get more and more complex and having like parameters and kind of like guardrails to like create mm -hmm. in now talking like from an artist yes. perspective. So key, man. So key. Cause there's way, you know, dude, I, I am so overwhelmed. Should I be doing 3d? Right. Do I need to <clears throat> learn how to do blah, blah, blah. Am I doing this? And like, you know, it's overwhelming. And I think I have to kind of like, not like put myself in a box, but like, yo man, one thing right. at a time, baby steps. Yeah. And it, it evolves that, that level of like restraint. Yeah. Um, I feel like that yeah. stuff pushes the creativity harder than if, than if you could say, oh, you could do anything. Like you have to kind of make the parameters for yourself. Like, yeah, you could do anything. Right. So yeah. make the parameters for yourself. And then if it works for you, cool. Um, then, then push yeah. it farther. Like how could you push it? Like when I do the zines, I have like a basic size with staples. Like I staple everything. I hand cut them with exacto blades. I hand stuff them. I mean, mm. it is soup to nuts, like very tangible except for like the, the, mm -hmm. some of the designing part on the, on the computer. But, um, but once you get to that point, it's like, okay, well now what if I, what if I fold it differently or what if I stuff it in the envelope a little bit differently or put the stickers on different pages? And like, I know that sounds like super easy, but the, the, it is such a simple thing that just doing those little things for people, they, they really, they enjoy it because it's like, oh, look, look what he did. He just did that. That was weird. I didn't expect that. I always love to do that. Surprise. 
I think it's dope. Yeah, I think little things like that, you know. But I think it's a, it's a similar thing of like I have to know the rules to break the right. rules, which I think is super important. So I have this thing. This is how I do it, and then I'm like, well, what if I just did it a little differently this way? You know, what if I tried? You know, da 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 da. I remember like I'm not a huge Beastie Boys mm-hmm. fan, but like the aura around them and the ethos yep. and all that, and they were talking about like Adam Yalp doing something with like the tape and wrapping it around a chair and putting it in backwards. Oh yeah. So that is fun. That stuff is, yeah. Dude. I love that. I made an Instagram filter, um, for photography, uh, called sure shot based on that song. And it's Mm. a, it's essentially a fish eye. Oh, I dude. I'm so glad you brought that up because that actually I have notes sitting in front of me and I was like, the fish eye, talk about the fish eye. That is, uh, so I, uh, I make Instagram filters cause I love photography and I have been messing around not with so much with the AR components, but with the aesthetics. So, and I use mm-hmm. them, I use them in the zines. I, I actually, when I pull my phone out, I pull the Instagram filters out and I shoot with those. I made like, I guess like seven or eight or nine or something like that. And um, the sure shot filter is a fisheye homage to the BC boys uh, for doing all those crazy fisheye shots in front of the camera. And it's super fun. And I love shooting with it. So sick, man. So sick. Something, you know, I I love to like taking something from somewhere and being influenced and Mm -hmm. uh, art is is still alive. People are still creating. People are still doing cool things, you know, which is like. I, man, I just get so like energized by it, you know, like I just love to know that people are doing stuff. I love it. <laughs> I love when I see like, you know, new Me work too. or like I know somebody's work and they're like, yo, I just did that. It's, I don't know, man. It's but you know, cool. that's the kind so of thing cool. that like the energy that you're talking about and like Beastie Boys and photography and videos and music, like all that stuff to me blends and should live together and should feel and be consumed. And I feel that as we go online and more of the content moves online, it's lost. It's all lost. Yeah. Like you can't get the energy yeah. just browsing a bunch of thumbnails on OpenSea. Like you just cannot get any of that energy. Like some of the art is cool, you know, but but it's 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 encased in the website. It's it lives and it's stuck in the UI. And and that's why, like, not to get into another topic, but the, the the idea of the metaverse, the concept of the metaverse is interesting. It's exciting. You know, it could be a whole nother way to experience those types of things to get, get out of the screen, get into the world, whether or not it's going to be, you know, something the way that we think it is, is, is another story, but there's an energy that can be captured, I think in the metaverse that, that, that isn't, that is lost right now in the flat screen. Mm. I like, I'm trying to find that tune, energy. Tune into our, tune into our space. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, next week when we talk about the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's so true. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Amazing, man. Really appreciate the time. Gosh, it's so good. We're definitely going to do it again. And like, I'm not joking about space. Uh, let's, let's, let's do it. On it. I think, um, I think it'd be so rad, man. So Sounds cool. good. Sick. Thanks again. Thanks, Thanks for tuning in. Take care.